Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Manish Jaradi, Senior Investment Strategist. We've just released our weekly market view, King Dollar. And as the title suggests, on today's episode of the podcast, we'll discuss the recent rebound in the US dollar and what it means for investors. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Audrey Goh, Senior Cross-Asset Strategist. Without further ado, let's get started. Audrey, the euro has broken through key support and dollar-yen is at a five-year high. What do you make of the sharp rise in the US dollar? And could you take us through some of the drivers? Well, thanks, Manish. Um, there are likely three explanations for the US dollar break higher in our view, and each of them have the potential to frame market narratives over the coming month. Uh, first, Jerome Powell's renomination as the Fed chair probably sends a rather modestly uh, hawkish message to, to, the, to the market, as Bernard has always been perceived to be one of the more dovish members within the Federal Reserve. Uh, if we look at the minutes from the Fed's November meeting, it also indicates some concern about inflation heating up due to rising supply chain bottleneck, especially during the upcoming Christmas as well as Lunar New Year shopping seasons. Policymakers are considering quickening their pace of bond tapering uh, for that matter. That said, if we look at the consensus expectations of three rate high into next year, we believe that to be too extreme, given our view that global goods inflation is likely to come off by the second half of the year, especially with an approaching US fiscal cliff and China settling into a slower growth path. The second narrative is really about the revival of the pandemic in Europe, which has undermined the euro. The resurgence of COVID, for example, have actually uh, basically uh, resulted in new mobility restrictions uh, arising across parts of Europe. And the ongoing supply chain problems are also likely to dampen optimism in the near term, which is keeping downward pressure on euro dollar. That said, focus now turns to the incoming German Chancellor Olaf Schwab as the head of a coalition with the Green Party and Free Democratic Party, which has raised the odds of a fiscal stimulus to rebuild Germany's infrastructure and retool its manufacturing sector into a green powerhouse. Lastly, it's really about oil. Despite the U.S. announcing a coordinated sale of strategic reserves with China, Japan, India, South Korea, and the U.K., oil prices rose. Historically, if we look at the release of strategic reserves, um, it has little impact on oil markets over the medium term, especially if the underlying fundamentals are positive. High oil prices are usually linked to changes in long-term U.S. inflation expectation, and a rise in U.S. ten-year Inflation expectation will put further pressure on the Fed to hasten bond uh, tapering as well as to bring forward grid hike expectations. Uh, against this backdrop, uh, we believe, believe that these, these above drivers point to further strengthening of the US dollar over the next two to three months, especially against euro and pound. That's in the near term, the positioning of euro US dollar uh, by investors is probably too bearish and also one sided, which may raise the chance of a short term reversal. Now, given the strong dollar environment, are there opportunities in uh, cross-currency space? Well, we like the Kiwi and CAC, 
both of which have similar short-term, positive short-term drivers. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand have raised rates for the second time this week, referencing pretty strong employment, economic growth, as well as uh, strong, strong exports. Uh, the Bank of Canada also have been normalizing its policy faster than the Federal Reserve's and also benefits significantly from strong U.S. growth and also high prices. Now, at the other extreme, we view the pound to be increasingly vulnerable to uh, near term, both in terms of higher inflation, slowing growth, as well as the ongoing uncertainty in U- U- uh, relations with the Europe, uh, other European members. And at the same time, uh, we are also getting mixed policy messaging from the Bank of England. So from a short-term perspective, we would be bearish on uh, Pound Kiwi as well as Pound CAC. Um, we, we talked about Powell's uh, uh, renomination earlier. What does this development mean for bond market investors? Well, at the very least, it should imply policy consistency. Um, the market believes that the Fed is behind the curve, uh, with money markets now expecting three rate hikes versus one rate hike by the Fed uh, uh, over the next year. Um, the FOMC uh, meeting minutes also indicate committee members, uh, while still affirming their views on transitory inflation, now believe that inflationary pressure may take longer to subside. So against this backdrop, we do see the potential for further rise in treasury yields as the market continues to price in a more prolonged inflation outlook. What this means is, uh, from a bond investor perspective, uh, one uh, can consider mitigating this risk by keeping the average maturity of your bonds holding relatively short, thereby minimizing or limiting the impact of uh, uh, to, to higher bond yields. And at the same time, we also have a preference for Europe as well as US high yield bonds and Asian US dollar bonds, both of which offer relatively lower sensitivity to uh, rising bond yields. Within Asian US dollar bond, we continue to like the high yield space, uh, given increased signs of policy easing in recent days. Uh, the Chinese authorities, for example, have allowed for faster mortgage underwriting in some cities, and the central bank in China have also reaffirmed the importance of a stable and healthy property market in his third quarter monetary policy report. So we continue to see a pretty good value in China high yield uh, bonds, given the bond prices appear to be pricing in pretty excessive default rates in our view. Lastly, uh, could you also share with us the implications for equity markets? Well, sure. Modestly rising bond yields tend to signal stronger growth and is typically supportive of equity markets in our view. Hence, if we were to see any spike in volatility or any short-term pullback in risk assets, uh, we believe that that would provide buying opportunity for investors, especially among our preferred markets in Europe as well as in the US, and certainly among the more cyclical sectors, including energy and the industry sectors. Thanks again, Audrey, for joining our conversation today. That is all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.